Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajab, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us who just shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election um, had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now, Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. It's quite the hot day, even though Lagos is saying that um, by the end of this month and all the way into September, we're going to be experiencing a lot of rain. So I don't know what we're going to do with that. The Lagos State government says they're doing all they can to ensure that uh, the impact is not as bad. But I wonder what they can do to mitigate um, the flooding, the terrible flooding and terrible roads uh, that often besiege us every time it rains. We're going to keep our eye on that and uh, if something interesting comes out uh, from that aspect of governance, we'll be sure to let you know. Uh, We're going to start today's show with the big three as always. Let's talk about Kama. Then we're going to talk about um, INEX response to the election uh, tribunal cancelling the Bayelsa Gube poll. By the way, YX started yesterday and for a lot of students uh, yesterday they had to take math, I think, was it? So if you were one of the students who took the exam or if your children were one of the students who took the exam, I'd actually like to hear from you. Talk to us about how the process went. Talk to us about uh, social distancing guidelines, where they adhered to, etc, etc, etc. Now remember, you can talk to us on Twitter using the hashtag HardFacts, Nigeria Info FM. That's our Twitter handle. You can also talk to us on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Chukwodi is going to be taking a look at the BRT system today. He'll be out in the field because uh, a, a new route was just commissioned and so he's going to be taking a look at what exactly that means for you as a Lake Ocean. I'm looking forward to that conversation. On today's Big Hard Fact, mm, we're going to have a great conversation about the dead. Yes, Lagos, we'll talk about the dead today. It's a big social conversation. There's a big taboo about speaking about the dead, not to talk about speaking ill of the dead, criticizing the dead or portraying them in bad light, right? But what if they were bad when they were alive? What if the dead person has done terrible things? Should we still eulogize them? I'm looking forward to this particular conversation. So make sure you're here 5 p.m. when that conversation comes your way. We still have just a minute coming up on today's show. So get ready to be rewarded for listening to every minute of Hard Facts. You're going to get uh, news at the top of every hour on the hour. And... uh, that's it. A great show planned for all 630,000 of you. Let's get started with the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On the hard 
and we've been moving the needle slowly and steadily. So there's no way that we, for instance, or even under our watch, we're not even going to let any other government agency under our own nose be putting something into a provision, into a legislation that will work so hard to bring to the fore that is going to be favoring foreign nationals. It's just not going to happen. Okay. And that was yesterday. By the way, I need to mention that um, the section of Kama that gives the exemption is not even new. It was also in the old Kama from 1990. That's 30 years ago. Long before China started lending Nigeria money. So anybody who is telling you that that clause was putting the Kama to benefit China needs, needs to explain whether the people who put it there 30 years ago were time travelers. But of course, the loudest criticism has been about Kama giving CAC the right to supervise, remove and replace the board of trustees of non-profit associations like the NGOs and churches. And yesterday on the big three, on the big weekend, we talked about Pastor David Oyedepo and others calling it an attack on the church. Now, here's what Dr. Jumoke thought about that. So this um, provisions on trusteeship, first of all, it's not, it's not at all religious targeted. It's nothing to do with, with any sort of uh, religious affiliation. It applies to all uh, trustee organizations. Right. And it's about good governance. Like you said, other climates have moved far ahead of what we had in Nigerian law. As we're tidying up Kama, all sorts of things are tidied up and from relics, you know, it's been it's been three decades. Hmm. Now, we have seen a lot of abuses in our climate. So I'm frankly actually quite surprised that people are, some people, and I should say a, a small minority of people, are kicking against the opportunity for better governance. The opportunity to make sure that businesses and even trusteeships, even NGOs, even churches are not allowed to engage in fraudulent practices. If you are compliant, why on earth would you be afraid? That's the first thing. I think only the guilty are afraid. That's the first thing. I think we should we should bring this out and, and talk about it as a tool. Like if, if everybody's books are in order, what would be the problem with oversight? And then the second thing is that we should look at the type of oversight. Are there enough checks and balances in the type of oversight? I've read the provisions myself, although they were not ease of doing business provisions, but I've read the provisions myself, and it talks about suspension. It talks about reasonableness. So there's a known test of what qualifies as reasonableness in legal talent. Mm -hmm. It talks about ministerial oversight. And it talks about even members of the association, I believe uh, one-fifth, of the members of the association even being able to make a report to the Corporate Affairs Commission. Mm -hmm. And we still have the court. Now, the National Assembly passed this legislation. We've been working on this legislation. People have been working on this legislation since 2004. Mm -hmm. There's been several public hearings, Sandra, several public hearings on this particular piece of legislation. Mm -hmm. But my view is that it's taken us 30 years to, to pass this. Um, or to, to overhaul this. Mm -hmm. And it does not need to take us any sort of long time at all to start making amendments. If there's a particular group that feels that somehow they're hard done by by the act, 
this act is not the constitution and even the constitution can be amended. Mm-hmm. So let them head straight back to the National Assembly and say we want this provision amended. We don't like this. Uh, we don't like these powers. We don't even you know what terror it is. Mm. I think this is a democracy. I think that this is a very good development for our economy, mm-hmm. for, for our business practices. Mm-hmm. It's a very good step for transparency. I feel that we shouldn't be emotive and we shouldn't allow things to be taken into sort of emotional areas or start using religion to to cloud the issues. It applies to all, it, it applies to religious organizations, definitely it applies to both uh, Christian ones, Muslim ones, uh, whoever, whatever, NGOs, for whatever thing they're doing. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, heat up the policy. We shouldn't make it an emotional issue. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts, she says. And she also says, if you are compliant, why on earth are you afraid of oversight? That's an important question because let me say this again. This thing is not an unusual arrangement. All over the world, government has the right to monitor the trustee boards of non-profits, including churches and mosques, to make sure that the donations of ordinary citizens are not being diverted. Now, if you call me and you tell me government should catch all the thieves inside government first before they start looking at the church, I'm going to ask you if government should also not go after armed robbers for now. If you tell me government shouldn't look at the church, church members are not complaining, I will tell you it's not true. We've seen countless stories of church members writing petitions against their clergymen for diverted funds. Even if only one person, one Nigerian, isn't happy with their organization's use of money, they have a right to ask government to look into it. What I want to know more than anything is why this regulation is triggering so many Nigerians. What is it about the idea of checking how their religious leaders are spending donated money that is so upsetting? And then let's also talk about why conspiracy theories spread so quickly. Look at that clause about foreign companies. Like I said, it's been a law. It's been in the law books for 30 years. It was in the old Kama. I read the new Kama and the old Kama. But somebody wrote that it was added to the new Kama to benefit China. And suddenly everybody started saying it. I'm glad that I read it for myself, all 600 pages of it. And I'm glad that I had to ask Dr. Jumoke about it as well, so that you could hear for yourself. That that thing has been there for a while. What do you think makes some people invent a situation like that and spread it? What do you think what do you think we need to do to better educate people so that they don't fall for misinformation like that? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can talk to us um, about uh, the first story. That's the only story we've gotten so far on the big three. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. Hello. How are you doing? Good Thanks for calling us. Cool. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Nelson. Welcome, yeah. Nelson. <laughs> yes. See, government should leave church now. What is all this? Every time they'll be bringing up policies. Bringing up policies every time. What is all this in this country? 
CNDDC owns. When, when, when they are promised on someone will be, will be faint, what is all this in this country? That constitution, they should go and burn it. Ah, what is all this in this nation? Okay. All right. So you're basically calling us to complain about a policy that you probably don't even really understand. And now you're asking for our constitution to be burned. Apologies for that statement there. 99.3. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, please. About uh, the traffic conditions. But one thing I just feel that the one that favors the government of the day is what it is quickly adjust to. There is a, 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 a what they call it, electoral law that will guide I and you as a voter. What happened to that is not the tomorrow. It's not the expert. But this one came out last month and today it's in the... It didn't come out last month. It didn't, it didn't come out last month. It's been in the pipeline for okay. a long time. Okay. What of the one that is taking the life of people? Are we not talking about that one? Which one is taking the life of people? Which one? Example, she is do election now. What is that? Everybody is afraid. Even those who are not do do life, they are afraid in anywhere, anywhere they are, so that they are with the blood. But to guide all these things, we don't look at it. We only just who is we? Who is we that are not looking at it? The government of the day is what I'm talking about. The government of the day. Okay, so government should pay attention to election and not to that's policy. That's what we make people not to cry. Uh. Anytime you come uh, in a situation like this, I always feel that this country, I don't know where we are heading to. All right, thank you for calling me. 99.3. Hello? Hello, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, uh, uh, I want to correct about, uh, the, 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 about the church matter, what they were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just tuning in now. Okay. What I want to say about this thing is that the people that are, that are going to church, putting all free outside is not by force. I don't know why the government wants to put themselves into the what does not consign them. This is something that happens all over the world. It's not just government in Nigeria. And some of your churches are obeying those laws in other countries. Why not in Nigeria? I want to say, if they are obeying it, you, we talk about UK yesterday. UK is not like Nigeria. Wow. The, the, the same government people, they will go to UK, they will still study light. They, they cannot implement it. Yeah, but this one has nothing to do with light. Yes. You, the, 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 yes. Having oversight over the funds of the church has nothing to do with light. That's a different matter yes. entirely. No, what, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I bring you this word. Why? Yeah, they can see. They can see, but all those good things they are doing, they cannot see it yet. This is also what a good thing. That? This is one good thing they saw there, and they're trying to do it here. What's the problem what with of it? What of the steady light that is there? We can have a different conversation about that particular problem. We can have a different conversation about, oh, why are they not bringing good road and good that and good this? But what exactly is the problem with this particular good thing? What is what is the problem with that? The problem with this one is that putting an offering or tithe is is not by force. It's willingly. So if you feel that the church is sitting you, you should leave that church go to another one. So because yeah, but I mean, it's not by force to tell me what I should feel when I feel like a church is cheating me. It is, it is my choice, and I decide to complain to government that see, oh, my church is cheating me. And government says, okay, let's investigate. If we think that the church is misusing the funds, we're going to do something about it. I understand what you're saying. Before you go, before before going to that church, nobody for you to go to that church. 
Yes. You have the right to leave that church if you know you've got... And, and, I also have the right, and I also have the right to report that church. Are we saying we should not report a yes. church if a church is mismanaging yes. funds? Yes. If you want to enter the church, you, if you want to enter the church... What, did, what, yes. what, was the reason, what was the reason that Ananias in the Bible died? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Go and read that passage in the Bible and then call me back. This is very interesting, Lagos. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Uh, we're going to talk about INEC next, but I want to take a few more calls. I'll take your thoughts via WhatsApp as well, because we need to stay on topic here. Now, if you are just tuning into the show, I need you to come into this with the full conversation, right? If you didn't listen yesterday, I had the president's uh, special assistant, uh, uh, special advisor, sorry, on ease of doing business. She's also the secretary of the Presidential Enabling uh, Business Environment Council. And one of the things that we talked about was the loudest criticism about um, the new uh, company and Allied Matters Act, right? That particular uh, uh, criticism was because CAMA now gives the CAC the right to supervise, remove, replace the board of trustees of non-profit associations like NGOs, like churches. And we've had a lot of religious people, like the ones you've also heard on the show today, come out and call it an attack on the church. And Dr. Dumoke said something very interesting about it yesterday. Here's what she said. So this uh, provisions on trusteeship, first of all, it's not... It's not at all religious targeted it's nothing to do with with any sort of uh, religious affiliation it applies to all uh, trustee organizations right and it's about good governance like you said other climates have moved far ahead of what we had in nigerian law as we're tidying up camera all sorts of things are tidied up and from relics you know it's been it's been three decades mm. now we have seen a lot of abuses in our climate so I'm frankly actually quite surprised that people are, some people, and I should say a, a small minority of people, are kicking against the opportunity for better governance. The opportunity to make sure that businesses and even trusteeships, even NGOs, even churches are not allowed to engage in fraudulent practices. If you are compliant, why on earth would you be afraid? That's the first thing. I think only the guilty are free. That's the first thing. I think we should we should bring this out and, and talk about it as a tool. Like if if everybody's books are in order, what would be the problem with oversight? And then the second thing is that we should look at the type of oversight. Are there enough checks and balances in the type of oversight? I've read the provisions myself, although they were not ease of doing business provisions, but I've read the provisions myself, and it talks about suspension. It talks about reasonableness. So there's a known test of what qualifies as reasonableness in legal talent. Mm -hmm. It talks about ministerial oversight. And it talks about even members of the association, I believe uh, one-fifth of the members of the association, even being able to make a report to the Corporate Affairs Commission. Mm -hmm. And we still have the court. Now, the National Assembly passed this legislation We've been working on this legislation. People have been working on this legislation since 2004. Mm -hmm. There's been several public hearings, Sandra. Several public hearings on this particular piece of legislation. Mm. But my view is that it's taken us 30 years to, to pass this um, or to, to overhaul this. Mm -hmm. 
And it doesn't need to take us any sort of long time at all to start making amendments. If there's a particular group that feels that somehow they're hard done by by the act, this act is not the constitution, and even the constitution can be amended. Mm-hmm. So let them head straight back to the National Assembly and say we want this provision amended. We don't like this. Uh, we don't like these powers. We don't you know whatever it is. Mm. I think this is a democracy. I think that this is a very good development for our economy, mm-hmm. for for our business practices. Mm-hmm. It's a very good step for transparency. I feel that we shouldn't be emotive and we shouldn't allow things to be taken into sort of emotional areas or start using religion to to cloud the issues. It applies to all, it, it applies to religious organizations, definitely it applies to both uh, Christian ones, Muslim ones, uh, whoever, whatever, NGOs, for whatever thing they're doing. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, heat up the policy. We shouldn't make it an emotional issue. Let's look at the facts. Look at the facts, she says. Okay, well, while you think about that, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, let's have more conversation about uh, INEC. I told you yesterday that uh, they, the, a court has cancelled the elections they conducted in Bayelsa State, the same one that has brought in uh, Doya Diri as the governor in Bayelsa. What does that mean uh, for Bayelsa's future? Let's talk about that. Don't go away. This is the big Hard facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. INEC is talking about the Bayelsa election petition judgment, and that's our second story. I told you yesterday that the tribunal ordered a fresh gubernatorial election. They said the election which produced Joy Diri of the PDP as governor was flawed because one party the advanced Nigeria Democratic Party, was wrongfully excluded from the ballot. Now, I told you yesterday that INEC did not call any witnesses in that case. And observers have been wondering whether INEC is doing so uh, as a way to acknowledge their error and as a way to signal that they will not be appealing. But now that INEC is actually talking, things are not looking so clear. INEC is saying that it had a right to remove ANDP from the ballot because they fielded a candidate that wasn't eligible. According to INEC, ANDP's initial flag bearer was too young to run. He was 34 on the day that he won the primary and the cutoff for running for governor is 35. And so INEC told ANDP that they had an illegal candidate. And according to them, ANDP wrote them acknowledging the mistake and then ANDP wrote them again requesting to substitute another flag bearer for the underage nominee. But INEC says that they rejected the application on two, account, on two counts. Number one, the deadline for sub- substitution had passed. Number two, substitution is only possible when the candidate is not legal. So, for example, if the candidate um, uh, dies... But if the candidate is illegal, it simply means that you have no candidate. So INEC is basically saying that ANDP has no grounds for going to the tribunal because they broke the rules and they even acknowledged it. 
Now, INEX says that they haven't seen the full judgment yet. They're waiting to read it before Cummington. They basically want to see why the judgment has overlooked ANDP's admission that their candidate was illegal. And I want to know what you think about this, about all of this, because INEC has been receiving a lot of heat since yesterday. If ANDP was a valid contestant, it's embarrassing for INEC to leave them out. But if everything INEC is saying is true, it's embarrassing that the tribunal would uphold the case. And of course, whenever a tribunal rules in favor of some small party, you have observers speculating that maybe a bigger party is sponsoring the case behind the scenes. But we're not here to speculate. I've told you the facts as submitted by INEC and the tribunal. And now I want to hear from you. 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about INEC's response that the party submitted an underage candidate? And when they were notified, the party acknowledged it, even tried to substitute, but the law does not allow this. If this is true, what do you think about the tribunal upholding the party's case? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can still talk about the first story, but uh, remember that on the first story, I'm asking, just like uh, the president's uh, special advisor asked on the show yesterday, if you have nothing to hide, why are you afraid? That's what she said on the show yesterday. She said, if you are compliant... Why on earth are you afraid of oversight? Because remember, you're saying, oh, government has not done this. Government has not done that. Government should not... Government, da, 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 da. Should government not look at every part of society that needs fixing? Why is this regulation triggering so many Nigerians? Don't forget, we're still going to talk about YEC. Exam started yesterday and I want to find out how it went for your child or for you if you were the one that uh, took the exams. I have a story about somebody who had to take the YEC exam inside an isolation centre. Yes, quite the story there. Hello, thanks for calling. Sorry about that, 99.3. Hello? Hello? Yes, how are you? Hi, Sandra. Good, after- good evening. Good evening, what's your name? My name is Andrew Okoni. Welcome, Andrew. I'm calling from Ikorodu. All right. I hope uh, I'm still free to talk uh, about uh, karma. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't think that any right-thinking person will disagree with government for making that law. But there's an aspect of that law that I, I still feel is very toxic. And that aspect is the uh, part where government uh, said that the supervising minister can change the trustees of any such organization that defaults. Oh, no. I'm sorry about that. We have a message here on WhatsApp that says, uh, uh, this is from Bassi. Bassi in Lekki, please, uh, the way you talk about church matter, it's like you are an agent that is working against the body of Christ. Your speech about church, mostly too bad. You are supporting government. Have they finished checking their self? All the money they've been stolen. Please cut this. Hmm. Bassi. All right, Bassi. 
Thanks for sending your message in. We've got another message here from Philip Inokotum who says, I don't have a problem with government performing an oversight function on NGOs and churches. My problem is which sector has Nigerian government ever managed successfully? Please point us to one. Otherwise, they should stare clear of churches and stop politicizing everything just because of their selfish interests. But where's the politics in this? That's a question. Where is the politics in this particular conversation? Sandra, my own take is not even what the government's uh, CAC new policy is. We have so many churches in Nigeria, yet the country is backwards. Most of this land we used to build congregations should have been used to build industries and farms for food cultivation. Have you wondered why food is so expensive in Lagos? It's because most of the food we consume here comes from outside. We need to rethink the future David says. David, thanks for sending your message in. If there is any financial misappropriation in the church, the church has a committee that handles such case and not the business of the government to meddle into it. Exactly. So it's that committee that government, you know, wants to um, move away and set up its own committee to come in and handle it. Because a lot of the times you have committees that are not um, um, bold enough to go after church leadership we've got somebody else who says the government has no right to meddle into the affairs of the church because what we have in the uk is not what we have in nigeria churches pay for properties which are leased to them while here you buy it's an inheritance also here hmm is that right we've got a niola from ogba who says ignorance is the deadliest disease i pray it doesn't end some people because i can't fathom how a policy meant to protect the right of the people is causing pandemonium in the nation is this blind loyalty to the church or have they been brainwashed Eniola from ogba thanks for sending your message in knowing this that the law is not made for a righteous man but for the lawless and disobedient for the ungodly and the sinners for unholy and profane for murderers of fathers and mothers of mothers for manslayers this person's quoting first timothy uh, chapter one for me and says sandra i'm still confused as to why a man of god will be against oversight an oversight law made for more transparency. If they're sure that they're running their organizations to the best transparent standards in the eyes of God and man, why the unnecessary unease about the law? Moreover, their branches across the globe are subjected to the same oversight law, but against it in Nigeria, where they believe they should continue to be lawless. Kelvin from Shasha says, Kelvin, thank you for sending your message in. Those who are calling to defend... Um, their GOs are either beneficiaries, fanatics, uh, sycophants, or simply ignorant. Please tell those people saying that no one is complaining about the misuse of our offerings and tithes that it is not true. I feel there's need for regulation. Kama is good for the so-called GOs who are into church business. Okay. Everybody just wants to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just wants to talk about uh, Kama. Okay. All right, let's try and find if somebody else is talking about anything else but Kama. My God, is anybody else talking about anything else but Kama? Ah, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Mm. Uh, country, Malala, let them leave the church. Uh, part of the law is not really good. Okay, so this, uh, hold on, no. Hold on, let me look at this one. Aha. Sandra. Part of the law is not really good. That part of having control of dissolving and reconstituting the board because these folks cannot be trusted with this part of the law. 
this government that is full of corruption, if it's only checking church funds, no issues. But pass to remove is actually a hole to get the church to check the way judges were arrested at midnight. It may lead to anarchy. This is not a very coherent message, uh, Obawali. Maybe send it again so that I can understand what exactly you're trying to say. But thank you for sending your message in. If you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I've shared a ton of messages with you on the show today. It's a, a ton of stories as well. Well, not a ton, two stories so far. But we've got more coming your way. So, for instance, our final story is a young boy who had to write uh, WIAC exams in isolation, in an isolation center. This happened in Gombe State. He's a student of the Government Science Secondary School and he wrote his first paper of WASC from the isolation center on Monday. So we heard this from the state public health emergency operations right they tweeted about it and they tweeted a picture of the guy Seth, and they said that the, the identity of this candidate uh you know is of course uh, kept heading for his own protection but he tested positive for covid19 and they talked about how the state prioritizes both health and education and so that's why they made efforts to see that the candidate took his math exams and that particular picture went viral on Twitter and everyone, everyone had something to say about it. But it also made me start to think about all the other pictures I saw coming out of, a, of exam halls for uh, the exams on, on Monday, yesterday. Right? How did that go for your children? If you had to write Wayek, if you had to write math yesterday, how did it go for you? What was the adherence to social distancing guidelines like? How did he? How did they um, implement the rules, the guidelines for uh, limiting the spread of COVID-19? What was that like? What was the implementation like? Was it good? Did they adhere? Was there social distancing? Uh, did people have to pack into a hall? Did you have to wear a mask throughout the exam? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also uh, share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Kelechi says the body of Christ cannot be supervised by the worldly authorities. It's on scriptural and Ananias was judged by the church authority and not any government yeah but he, that's the thing he was judged though and uh, we have these authorities these church authorities being supervised by worldly authorities in other parts of the world so is it only worldly authorities in Nigeria that should not supervise the church and it's not just the church it's also NGOs though. so let's not get bogged down by oh the church so should they supervise NGOs and leave the churches is that what we're advocating for? 0700-993-993-993. I'm hearing that our tech guys are working on the phone lines, so it may be difficult to get through via the phone lines, but you can definitely send us a message via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. You can also tweet at us at Nigeria NigeriaInfoFM. Use the hashtag hardfacts so that I'll find your tweet and read it on the show. Hello. Thanks for calling. Sandra Good to have you on the show. This is Michael Makoka, and I come to you for a hard fact. <laughs> I thank you for what you did yesterday. Very fantastic. Even I was educated. Oh, good. Um, you know, 
The problem is that, you see, it's not the stick, it's the person that's holding it that people are afraid of. Hmm. You understand? So, there's a trust deficit in government. Do you understand them? Also, I, someone said they should not, uh, they should not, they should discard the opinion of the minority. I don't think that is correct. In a, in a, in a, even in a policy, nobody agrees with you 100%. When mm. they call a meeting of the animals that have two horns, even a snail is permitted to attend. Mm. So don't dismiss anybody's voice and say that it's not uh, important. Then about the uh, eye neck, you see, it's very interesting. Uh, before, you think it's uh, election reforms, you need. We also think that the judiciary has a part to play because when the snake bites you, you don't know. Should we blame the snake for biting you or the person that forgot to close the door? You know, so I think we need reforms before we get to 2023. Otherwise, people will win elections at the polls. Then the election tribunals will make them lose their mandate. Sandra, I greet you. I greet you too, M.I. from Akoka. Thank you so much for calling us today. Uh, we've got Kayade from Ijebode who says, there's nothing wrong with transparency all over the world, nothing wrong with having oversight. But the Nigerian government, um, the Niger- but with Nigerian government, lot of corruption, this is a way of corrupt people getting into churches and mosques to negatively interrupt their mode of operations. Charity begins at home. Let Nigerian government clean house own house first too much corruption in government thank you Hmm. but you know i keep saying that when we make that argument about oh um you know let government start inside government first i keep asking you if government should not go after armed robbers for now because they've not gone after those who steal money while in government i mean should they not go after those ones too you know i uh, <sighs> okay, let's come back to WhatsApp. Remember, uh, you can send us a WhatsApp message, 80 959 Our phone lines are not working right now. Or they're not working great right now. So I'll focus on WhatsApp. Uh, Sandra, some Nigerians don't understand the government. Government is not taking over church control, but they are monitoring the finances. It's a welcome development. I attend Redeemed Christian Church of God. I've been attending since 1994 till date. My children um, um, could not attend the Redeemer University because of the huge amount to be paid. For God's sake, where are my offerings and tithes that I contributed since 1994? Government should please take over. All right. Thanks for sending your message in. You did not leave your name. We've got uh, Chibike from Surulere who says, Hi, Sandra. It's a good idea, but the federal government should focus more on pressing issues like killings in southern Kaduna, good healthcare system, etc. Let's know our priority. I always say that you can chew and uh, walk at the same time. When you're chewing gum, when you're chewing, chewing gum, you're not standing and chewing it. You can be walking as you're chewing the chewing gum, right? So we've heard government talk about how they are dialoguing with the leaders in Southern Kaduna. We've heard government say that they're sending troops to Southern Kaduna, for instance. So government is addressing that problem and also addressing this problem. Government can address multiple problems at the same time. No? This is just one small piece. We've got a message here. Um... Uh, why are the Muslims not complaining? Why are these people mentioning church alone? Mosques are affected also. Exactly. Uh, Muslims, if you're listening and you have a problem with somebody overseeing your affairs financially, uh, perhaps also call us and let us know. 0700 993 993 993. Uh, 
Oh God, a lot of you are sending a, a lot of inflammatory messages via WhatsApp. I'm not going to take them. Shabi, you know. Shabi, you know. Somebody says, I wish government can ban tithe and first fruit and offerings in the church, not appointing trustees. Francis from Banana Island says. This person wants to talk about Wayek, okay, but hasn't talked about it yet. What about Wayek? Hmm? What about it? What about Wayek? Huh? Okay. We've got another one here. Uh, Sandra. A naked man does not put hands inside his pocket. If your books are upright, you don't need to be aggrieved. For Pete's sake, the government won't change the board if your books add up. I strongly support it as a Catholic because we also do audits within the Catholic Church. But the Catholic Church doesn't prosecute when ills are found in the books. They just recover and impeach. I will support it if the government can help the church prosecute. Solomon from our papa says. All right, Solomon, thanks for sending your message in. Hello. Good afternoon. Your line is not very clear. Perhaps call us back. This person on WhatsApp says, Good afternoon. The social distancing in the exam hall is too much. <laughs> Okay. Sandra, what you don't know about church money is that offering is free will and tithe is a commandment from God. Whosoever embezzles such much such money, God gives account to church authority or gives account to God. Also, it's a two-edged sword, Ikechuku says. Ikechuku, I think you sent a message in a hurry and so you didn't pause to take a look at what you were really sending to me because I don't really understand what you're trying to say. But um, thanks for sending it. Morris from Lecky says, I totally agree uh that uh, you are against with the whatsapp messenger that you are always against the church mm, okay well let me stop reading that message we've got uh somebody here let their union carry placards and banners to tv oh no that's a different story entirely that's not even from today a boy taking exam in isolation center this is another way to make us believe that there is COVID in Nigeria. <laughs> well, if you don't believe by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this person says, Sandra, I'm shocked that um, you are asking about politics and the policy. A sitting minister was told to off his mic because the chairman of a committee that was supposed to investigate him. And you didn't smell anything? Okay. So you're saying that the church will not blow alarm if a committee set up by government tries to do some magumwagu and some wuru and some corruption things like imagine that i mean the church is already blowing alarm and nobody's overseeing their affairs so imagine if somebody does oversees the affairs and tries to be corrupt about it you're honestly saying to me that the church will let that stand come on now come on now uh somebody says uh sandra i felt bad uh, when you read out the content of Bassi's message, I asked my wife why somebody would send such a message to Sandra. I sincerely apologize on his behalf. Mm, okay. We, well, thank you, Michael. I, I wasn't insulted at all. <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
More messages coming in. Olua Toby from Ikeja says, Good afternoon, Sandra. I don't envy the job that you're doing. Nigerians need help and will not respect and accept help coming their way. I believe the oversight of the NGOs and churches and mosques will be very will be the very first place, or the very best place to start reformation or repairing the country. But it's a pity that our fake religiosity will not allow it. Olua Toby from Ikeja, thank you for sending your message in. This person says, uh, the Kama bill signed by the law uh, is okay, speaking from my angle as a Muslim. In our family, we attend a society where the leadership is not accountable. Lot of, lots of mismanagement of funds in the house of God. This bill will go a long way if accepted, but I hope that they don't politicize it. Uh, Isaac, or Isaac, how do I say that name? Isaac Opeemi from Olodi Apapa. All right, Isaac. Thanks for sending your message in. All right, uh, we'll take one final message and then we're going to end this conversation. Let's see who's going to be the lucky last message because all the messages are pouring in at the moment. Okay, this person says, if this is limited to finance, it's okay, but governance and management of the church is spiritual, which is not the business of government. David from Ibeshe says, well, yeah, it is limited to the finance part it's not nobody wants to start pastoring the church and meddling in church affairs they're just making sure that the donations made by church members are used for the things they're supposed to be used for and that they're not mismanaged and what you need to ask yourself is why are my church leaders okay with doing this in the abroad but suddenly here in nigeria they don't want to do it that's a question you should ask yourself and hopefully have answers for yourself that makes sense. Let's switch gears and bring you Community Your Report. Chukwudi is at TBS and he'll be doing a special report about BRTs. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.